Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Yo, 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 what's poppin'? You kicking it with the coldest podcast in the land. I'm your boy, B. Jones, a.k.a. Bolo, and you know when I'm pulling up to the porch. I can't pull up without my dog. What's going on, y'all? It's your boy, Big Smitty, a.k.a. D-Nice. And where we at again, Bolo? Y'all know we in a place to be, so tell a friend to tell a friend to grab a drink and pull up, because this is The Porch. Started on the porch, that was where it all began. Had to put in work, every day we got it in. We chased all our dreams and now they can't believe it. We make it look easy, we achieving everything we need. Now we undefeated. If we link, no, it's only business. If we get to speak and leave them speechless. I did things for free, but now it costs a scene. When you see me, you ain't gotta greet me. Just don't plot to sneak me. I'ma see you, I'ma stop and watch you lose and get defeated. Yes, sir. What's going on, Bolo? How you feeling right now? Man, blessed, bro. Can't complain, man. You know, with the world we in now, I'm just happy to just continue to take it one step at a time, brother. How about you? Amen to that, man. Same thing. It's been a busy week, uh, but busy is good. You know, if you're busy, busy, that means means the money's coming in. So I can't complain. out the way. Exactly. Exactly. (laughs) But that's it. We've been waiting for this episode all week long. (laughs) Special guest, man. Got to give him the proper intro. He's a comedian. He's an actor. He's a podcast host. He's a gamer. The man does it all. My guy, Eric Griffin. Welcome to the porch. Hello. I, I feel like I need to have some AKAs. <laughs> <laughs> let me know. Let me know your nickname. I mean, what is it? Is it E don't know if I have enough. AKA E Money. AKA E Smooth. AKA. There you go. There you I love go. It. Butterscotch lover. AKA. We need that. We need all that. Oh, I love man. it, man. How you feeling, man? How you feeling? I'm good, you know. Uh, you know, just uh, I mean, I, like you said, so you said I was gaming. I mean, I got into gaming just because of like the world went crazy, and yeah. uh, so I said I needed to find something else to do, and then it just turned into something. So, you know, you can catch me on Air Griffin Gaming. Okay, I love it. You heard what he it said, is. man. For y'all real gamers, hop on. And I, I heard he pretty good. I, I've been doing my research on the tap in, Eric, and you ain't too bad on there. So hey, yeah, I'm, I'm not too bad for the old man. I'm the old man gamer. I'm not. I'm not terrible, but I love. I, I play a lot of Call of Duty because I can't. Nice. I would play sports games. So the only sports games I like to play is um um FIFA. Because it's like the because nice. the AI on FIFA, you have a lot of control over. I right. can't play basketball games because the AI decides when you're going to make it or miss it. And then you right. you get so frustrated because you're like, why, why would that guy miss a layup? Why would he miss a layup? You know what nah, I mean? So I just, you know, it, don't, it makes no sense, you know? So I don't know. Nah, I definitely feel you on that. Now, part of that is based on how long you hold the, you hold the O button, the B button, the X button, but we ain't got to get into all that right now. One day I might <laughs> even be sti- Even still, though, Break. no one in real life shoots 100%. True, okay? true, true. So then, therefore, they know that. So it is the AI deciding makes and misses. So that's like that. where I'm out. I give you that. That's what, about, what, about, what about football, though? I mean, obviously, kicking a field goal is probably a little hard, but other than that, you know, I think Madden is pretty much control, like user. <sighs> yeah, but I'm just not, it. I'm not into football like that. That's, mm. that's fair. You know, like when, you know, when you're watching, you know, you're watching football, like, see, you played football. Did you play football also? Yeah, I yep, yep, yep. I played play. with okay. Darnell, yeah. All right, so then, so then you guys, like, so when, uh, so you have an advantage, because, like, you're playing football, then you're like, oh, I know why I should be in the 4-3 right now. I know <laughs> okay. why I should okay, be in the 3-4 in the dime. Right, right, I know right. Why I so, like, the, us, like, regular Joes, 
we in the thing like I don't know what defense to pick. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. You That's know, true. so it just becomes like you don't know, you know. So it's like it, it, there's a learning curve to that, and it's just after a while. I mean, Madden is just kind of like Law and Order, man. You know, it's like it's just always, you know, every year. So after a That's while, real. you just go, I've already bought this. Why am I buying That's this real. again? Doom, you know? doom, 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 and I find myself buying yeah. it every year. Every year yeah, I'm buying. They, I'm they like, get you every. Yeah, it's like I feel like they should have a base game. And then you get like add-ons every year. You go yeah. like pay, pay for the new roster or something like that. Right. You can like you know what I mean. But to get a whole new game and it, and it, and it, and then it, it makes them think that they have to change stuff uh-huh. to make it feel like you getting something. Getting something and new. Those right. Changes always drive me crazy. Mess something up that was never yeah, a problem yeah. before. <laughs> it was never a problem, but they got to Well, we got to do this because yeah, we, we charge your money. Yeah, man, feel that. We can go That's all real. day talking talk about the game. I know, gaming I know. World. It turned into a gaming podcast. <laughs> Ain't nothing wrong with that, man. It's the point. You know. <laughs> <laughs> One last thing. Uh, but- Football might be over for this season, but basketball is in full steam for both pro and college hoops. From all the latest odds, totals, player performance props, to where the next fired coach is going to land, Bet Online is the number one spot for all your sports betting needs. Head over to the website or use your mobile devices to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use our promo code BELIEVE to get started. That's BELIEVE, B-L-E-A-V, to get started. And it's not just basketball. Bet Online is your source for hockey, boxing, and UFC odds. Right to the Olympic coverage is the best in the business. From sports right down to your favorite Vegas Casino games. Bet online is your number one online wagering destination. Bet online, the fastest and easiest way to wager on all your favorite sports and to play your favorite games. Bet online, where the game starts. Let's get it. The porch is presented by Bet Online. Now back to the show. Now nah, again, Eric, we appreciate you hopping on the porch, man. Definitely, definitely an honor, man. So we want to educate our fans just about your story. So let's start back to like the the beginning. What made you want to be, you know, a comedian in the first place? Obviously, I mean, being in in entertainment world, period, is tough. But especially comedy, you're up there by yourself, um, alone. You know, speaking specifically to the stand up world. What was that early, I guess, inspiration that told you, you know, what this is something that I want to do? Well, I mean, that Eddie Murphy was the first. Eddie nice. Murphy was the reason why I was like, oh, I want to do that. Mm. You know, <laughs> just watching him just it wasn't even raw either for me. Not my delirious. Delirious. Me, it actually, it actually was raw. It wasn't even delirious. It was Got raw. You. There was something about like, you know, going to a movie theater to see a stand up comedian. That was like I was like, oh, man, you. Wow. So you could be a movie star like, you know, right. like like this. Right. Just being being funny. And so when you have all your friends telling you that you're funny and I'm like, so what's the thing? See, at the time, I didn't realize it was way more to it. But like Mm -hmm. you just go, you think like, well, I'm funny. And maybe can I do that? You know, it's not till you get into business that you realize all the things that go on in the business. Like if somebody asked me right now, hey, should I be a comedian? I'd be like, no. You know, like I'll be like, don't do it. And if they kept at it, then I would be like, all right, now we could get into the real talk about it. But it was Eddie Murphy that really like set me on my on my pace. And then like just always being like a funny, funny kid, funny person. 
you know, you get that response from people, you know, like, right. uh, you know, you know what I mean? Like if you're just like, oh, you say things and then people are laughing, you kind of go, oh, okay. And then I started, when I learned to like laugh at myself to mm. laugh with people, <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> that was when it became like, oh, I can, this could be a career, you know? Right. Uh, you know, but I needed that lesson, you know, it's like, it was when you're a kid, you get teased, you know? Right. Right. And it's like, once like you laugh with them about it or tease yourself and then tease them back with, with a, you know, good energy, yeah. then you realize, oh, okay, this is, you can, there's a, there's a skill to that. You know what I mean? I agree. It's funny because when I'm watching just standups and I just, I hear comedians laugh at themselves or take a, take a small little pause. Cause they like really laughing at their jokes. <laughs> like I probably laugh the hardest when I'm seeing comedians really laugh. Like at their their I, <laughs> I, I say, people always get on me about this. Stop laughing at your own jokes. I'm like, they're for me. No, for real. Hilarious. I'm funny as hell. <laughs> yeah, for me. These jokes are, I think they're funny. And so right. I'm laughing cause I'm thinking they're funny. If you don't think they're funny, that's on you. That's a you problem. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, Eric, let me ask you this question. So, obviously, a comedian, you know, everybody's funny in their own right, or everybody thinks they're funny, right? Or everybody has a, a dream of being a comedian and stuff like that. Um, I kind of almost compare it to football. Like, everybody want to get there, but the numbers are slim, right? Yeah, I guess slim. for you, I guess, at what point did you, were you like, okay, I can really do this. Like, I can really be funny. Like, even though my friends think I'm funny. But I can take it to the next step and be professionally funny. I, I think what you're really asking me is, when did I think I could make it a career? Facts. Mm. Yes. You know? Exactly. And um, it was, you know, um, it was like, say, like 2004, you know, when like I got my first like out of town gig, you know, and then I was like, oh, oh, you, you can make money at this. And then I started to get you know, more gigs. And then I was doing like commercials. I got a few commercials and I was like, Oh, so this isn't a pipe dream. You actually can make Rare a career deal. out of this, you right. know? And so that's the moment. Like those are the moments when like people start paying you to do it right on a small scale. And then you realize why, you know, you're getting a response that people are getting their money's worth. And then you say to yourself, well, well, okay, well this kid, let's extrapolate this into like, you know, all year long and then now next thing you know you're paying your bills you know right like the like you know it's actually not that hard i mean it's hard but i'm saying the hardest part isn't making a living at a as a stand-up comic the hardest part is being a star mm. explain, explain the that. difference explain yeah. yeah break that down okay so the difference is like there's there's guys that you've never heard of and, and you never will hear of they're making a good living as a stand-up comic they're on cruise ships. They're run. They're they're around Middle America. They've been traveling around mm. for ten, fifteen years, making a good living, three, four, five thousand dollars a weekend doing clubs, you know. And they, and they and 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 it it turns into like a decent living, you know. One fifty. Let's say if somebody was making, there's somebody out there making one fifty a year, uh, right. doing doing stand up comedy. They traveling a lot, but they bring it in. Yep. That's a living. You're yeah, making yeah. a living. You know what I mean. But if you want to be a star, you know, if you want to be like a household name, mm-hmm. you want you want you want name and face recognition. That's a small percentage, very mm-hmm. small percentage. And, and, and just based off your experience, you know, you, you're a vet in the game. How, like, how do you how, how does one become a star? You know what I'm saying? I know there's you, you different know, routes, but just. But you know what? It's just, a, it's just 
Yeah, it's just a journey you take, man. And you like, mm-hmm. you know, it's like um, the, the, you know, the comedy business, entertainment business is really like a marathon, right? It's a long marathon. And then, you know, when in a marathon where people got water for you on the side and they're running and they grab the water, yeah. that's your little career opportunities, you know? Yep. That's your little career opportunity. That's like, ooh, a sitcom, you know? Oh, I, I hosted uh, this or I got a late night talk show. But the marathon continues. After a while, you accumulate enough things that people start to go, oh, you're the guy from such and such. Yep. Oh, that's the guy from such, this and that. Oh, I really love you on this or that. And it always changes and it, and it morphs. I was at the airport the other day and a kid walked up to me. It's just a kid that I just, we would never run in the same circles. You know what I mean? Right. Just a young skater white boy with long hair, real spacey. And he just was like, hey, hey, are you Eric Griffin? And I was like, yeah. And he was like, I listened to your podcast, bro. You know, and then that was it. You know what I mean? I thought to myself, wow, <laughs> that's, it. <laughs> that's it. You know what I mean? He was like, I was like, thanks, man. And he just like went with, you know, left with his family. And I'm just saying, like, so you never know what people are going to recognize you from or know you from. And especially with the social media and the Internet, people can find you. You know, right. like, you don't, you don't actually need a huge fan base to, to, you know, you don't need millions of people like to buy your record for, per se. You know what I mean? Right. Cause like, you know, cause all the money's coming to you now. Cause you make it, you, you know, look like you guys know what the podcast game, yep. you know, the podcast yep. game is like, you go, what? I could do what with this? And then like you get Patreon, you get all this stuff. And next thing you know, mm-hmm. you, you, you started your own little entertainment company and then you off and running. So like the next step of that is to like, you know, you get on a TV show, you know, like when I, I was on workaholics, you know, yep, I did, yep. uh, I'm dying up here. I was in a murder mystery. And so once you start to accumulate a resume, you know, you realize people know you from a lot of different things. And even still all the things that I've done, I, I'm still not like a star, so that's what I'm saying. To get to that point where it's like, oh, there he is. That's the journey that you know you you you're taking. But along the way, you just got to sit back and remember, look at all that I have accomplished. Mm, like facts. like are like are you comfortable? You know what I mean? Like you know, we always want other stuff. But it's like if you think about it, I go, damn, I'm comfortable. I got a beautiful fiance. Uh, I I don't I don't worry about money. Uh, you know, mm-hmm. I travel when I want and I, and I go, Oh, you know what? I, I, I did it, you know? And so being okay there. And then mm-hmm. like, whatever might happen will happen. Like last year I booked a, a, a ABC pilot and it, it would have changed my life again, you know? Mm-hmm. So it didn't get picked up, but that going through that process, I was like, Oh wow. There's still other levels to achieve. Right. And so right. that's what makes it like exciting. You know what I mean? That's beautiful for sure. It's like you, you want to find that balance of obviously, uh, you know, having dreams to achieve more, you know, that's what mm-hmm. keeps you motivated, but at the same time, still being present and, yeah. you know, appreciating what you currently have and your, your accomplishments. Cause I'm sure looking back, take, you know, going back to like Eric Griffin in 1999, yeah, it, yeah, it's it, different. It's, it's different, right? You know what I mean? Yeah. It's, and it, but then seeing all the success you've had throughout your journey now, like, I'm sure you're, I mean, this is, this is you, you like, if you never achieve anything else, you've already made it. You know what I'm well, saying? See, so you know speak. what? I'll give you an analogy like this. For me, I always say my career is like being on a treadmill set to one. Mm. And mm. so, so I'm on this treadmill and I'm on, I'm set to one. It's on a, we're a one incline, you know? Right. So it's going to take a long time. But when I look back, I'll be like, oh man, I actually, I'm actually pretty high up, you know? <laughs> right. But it just takes some time because it takes some time for that. If the incline is here, it's going to take some time to get up. Right. 
some people start and their incline is way higher and, you, and they skyrocket, you know, right. it's different, different times, different people. But, you know, and here's another thing that you guys can appreciate, too, in terms of like appreciating things. It's very much like football. So you practice all week. You have all your drills. You do all the stuff. You play the game, say, on a Saturday or say, let's say at the NFL. You play the game on Sunday. Mm-hmm. You win the game. You enjoy it Sunday. You enjoy to get you enjoy it Monday. But then Tuesday, you back to work. Yep. But you have to take that time to enjoy it on Sunday and Monday. That's in the same yeah. way when you have failures, you lost the game on Sunday. Think about it Sunday. Think about it Monday, what we could do differently. But you don't let it sit with you because Tuesday, you got another game coming up on Sunday. Yep. Career, Your career is all that same type of thing, man. It's the same type of energy. You know, I always say the best thing you could do is manage your disappointments. And, and mm-hmm. what that means is like, get excited about stuff. Yeah. You know, you go on an audition, you get an opportunity, be like, oh man, this will change my life. You know, some people might say, whoa, 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 you know, lower your expectations. You don't know. No, what mm-hmm. I say is, let me enjoy this. And then if I really get it, I'll be like, yeah. But if I don't get it, I'll manage my disappointment at that point. Right. Mm. He dropping gems on the porch, Bolo. Early. <laughs> For real, I'm like, damn, like, look, I was still stuck on the treadmill theory. I'm like, look, that's it. <laughs> Tons of people take multivitamins, but it's important to choose one that is top quality. With one delicious scoop of athletic greens, you're absorbing 75 high quality vitamins, minerals, superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens to start your day right. Their special blend of ingredients supports gut health, your nervous system, your immune system, energy recovery, focus, and aging. It's also lifestyle friendly and fits a wide range of diets. There's only one gram of sugar and no chemicals or artificial anything. Reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition. It's just one scoop in a cup of water every single day. That's it. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash believe. That's athleticgreens.com slash believe. That's all you got to do. Disclaimer, these steps have not been evaluated by the Drug and Food Administration. These products are not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Athletic Greens, take ownership of your health. It's That's just where you are. You know, you just got to ask yourself where you are. Like, you know, but what I'm saying is as long as you, um, as long as you working towards, you know, exactly. You move it. You, know, you, 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 you move it. You just got to remember it. Sometimes you just look back sometimes. Mm-hmm. Just look back to be like, oh, oh man, you, you know where I was before? You know what I mean? That's yep, how you got to think about. You know That's what I'm it. saying? That's you it. know, and so sometimes you have dips and valleys, but you just have to like, you know, just like the stock market. Sometimes it goes like this. But when you have an outward view, mm-hmm. you might see it go like this, but it goes up. You know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we was doing well. I was doing doing some research, um, aka Google. So I was looking at Google. And, uh, Boo! <laughs> Wikipedia. So you, can, so, you can, so you can let me know if my information is either a incorrect or if I'm on the same page with you. So um, I see that your mom put you in comedy uh, school for a little bit. Oh, I, I hate when people look at the bio. You okay. Okay. I mean? Look. So because then it turns into this like. So I looked at. So I was looking at your thing, and it says you uh, you did this. Yeah. No, my mom was very. My mom was very supportive. Uh, she actually. My mom wasn't supportive of me doing comedy at first because, like, you know, my mom's from that generation of you got to be a businessman, doctor, or lawyer. 
You know what I mean? Yeah. And so it was like being in entertainment, that's not real money. You know, that's yeah, just how they right. that's how they looked at things, you know. Right, right. So but but still though, my mom was supportive. She wanted me to do something. So my mom was always the kind of person that like if I said I wanted to do comedy, if I said I wanted to rock climb, the, my mom would go out and find a rock climbing class, give me some ropes and some hooks and be like, Okay, you said yeah. you wanted to do this, so I'm, let me see you do it. You know, right. so it was the same thing with comedy. You know, you know, I I, I signed up for she signed me up for a comedy class. And the rest was history after that. You know, it was like a UCLA extension. You know, it was like every Tuesday or Wednesday night or something like that for 12 weeks. And then we had the showcase, the graduation of the class was okay. actually at the comedy store in L.A. Mm. And so then it was like, I was like, whoa. So my first time being on stage in front of an audience, I was like, it's a drug, you know? Yeah. Uh, that, you know, that was like, I got a fix. And I was like, oh, I want to yeah. do this. But that's when it got hard because, yeah, you want to do it. But now what? You know, so, in, right. so in the class, were you guys just were you guys just practicing jokes? I'm trying to figure out what the class dynamic looked like for like comedy. Okay, well, I'll tell you, like it is like that. And so what I, I recommend anybody that wants to do comedy to take a comedy class. And the reason is, is so you're in a comfortable environment around people who are on your same level. Got so you. it's a comfortable environment just to be like, hey, do you think this is funny? And then like people might be like, oh, I don't think that's funny. But it's comfortable. It's like a safe environment you. where you uh -huh. where you could be vulnerable. And then you might have a person there that's like had this experience to tell you like, hey, try it this way. Try it that way or give you some pointers. And so then when you finally get a set together in front of your friends and family, you know, what I mean, you're going to you're going to shine. You could get a win. Right. And at that point, you might right. be like, well, I don't want to do this anymore. That was really hard and nerve wracking. Or you might be like, what do I do next? And that's the part that people don't know how to do. That's the hardest part. Damn. The hardest part was going from like, you know, that that stage of having this like, you know, uh, you know, being this this, you know, having this intoxicating feeling to being like, well, how do I get back on there? Because it took me like ten over 10 years to get back on that same comedy store stage what? as a professional Ooh. comedian. Damn. You know what I mean? So that's what I'm saying. It's like, you know, people don't know. It's like it's it's a tough road The grind. And it's no right or wrong way to do it. There's no right or wrong way to do comedy. It's just, you know, everybody has their own journey. Not nah, for sure, man. Now, kind of walk us through. Take us back. You talk about that first time, you know, going on stage. It was like a drug, right? That feeling of just mm -hmm. it's that fix that you had, you had to get. Uh when you think back, were you ever nervous though, or just oh yeah, I was jump? super nervous. Okay. I was super nervous that day because it was the first time I'd ever done this, and it's right. like, and then I'm like, you know, this is the first time it was like, here's some jokes I thought I think are funny, and I'm telling them to the crowd to see if they think it's funny. Mm -hmm. So right. that's like, you know, that's like, and then you're getting the response where they're like, oh, this is really funny. Then I'm like, what? You find your, like, you okay. find your groove. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just stupid jokes. When I think back on them right now, I was. I, <laughs> I remember I was like, I remember one of my jokes was like, you know, um, you, you don't see a lot of black people on Jeopardy because um, then they had to change the categories like barbecue holidays, <laughs> <laughs> you know, <laughs> blind singers. You know, I just had a lot of it was just like I think back now and I go, ugh, yuck, you know, but, nice. you know, it's, hey, it's, it made me laugh still. So I don't yeah, know. You're doing something. <laughs> hey, it's something about a comedian, too. Where it's like. Anytime I went to a comedy show, like I'm going there with the intent to laugh. Yeah. So as soon as you come out, you might be like, hey, what's up? It's Eric Griffin. I'm down there smiling already. You ain't even said yeah. nothing yeah, yet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, that's because I'm, you know, I got a weird look too. That's you do. That's true. I didn't I'm want to funny. say that, but yeah. you know, you can you can say it. It's all good. You know, you ain't shit, but it's all good. <laughs> <laughs> so I so I got a question for you. So you you mentioned um 
briefly, obviously, how your jokes have evolved. Do you cater your jokes to a specific crowd or like what you throwing out is what you throwing out regardless? Okay, so the way you guys are talking right now, the way we're talking, would we talk the same way at a funeral? No, absolutely not. No, we wouldn't. <laughs> so it just it, it does. It does matter. Context matters. Yeah. You know, you know, so it's like it just depends. You know, it's like if I'm doing a church show, you know, I'm not going to be in there. Who eating pussy in here? <laughs> you know what I mean? It's not going to be. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Right, 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 right. So it, it does. It, you do. You 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 do have a way of like, you know, you know, but like if you have like a mainstream set, you know, uh, you at the mainstream clubs and you have mm-hmm. a set that you do and you, you know, you decide like how. You know, if you're if you're trying to push buttons, if you're just trying to make people laugh, I mean, so it, it all depends on like you know the the where you are, the location, the circumstances, mm-hmm. and the context. You know, now does that change with generations too? Um, I think so. I mean, I think people don't realize that they're consciously doing that. Is what yeah. I'm saying. Mm, gotcha. You know, I think that they just people like feel like you know I keep it real 100 percent of the time, and it's like you know, so you 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 know you're not because if I tell them that, well, you're gonna be at a funeral. You're gonna keep it real at the funeral. You know, right, it's like, it, right, it just, right. it, you know, people, that's just a thing people like to say. Got you. That's a good point. And it, to me, I think that kind of touches on one of the things that I think is the hardest as a comedian, just from the outside looking in is uh, understanding your audience, because it's like you might have one set and like the jokes you tell, like the audience, they love it. You're killing it. They love it. You take those same exact jokes to another audience and it it may not it may not hit the same. And I just feel like, man, like, have you ever been in one of those situations where you just kind of early on could tell the audience ain't really vibing with this and like you had yeah, to adjust kind of in the moment, it, maybe? Yeah, yeah, it happens. But if you know, you have to just consider what consider the environment for a second and mm-hmm. like really think about it. Think about a room full of 100 people and the and and one of the only things these 100 people have in common is that they decided to go to a comedy show. Mm-hmm. But when you really look around, it's different races and eth- different mm-hmm. ethnic backgrounds, different different sizes, different you know economics. Like, and they're all sit- sitting in a room together, right? And your job is to like convey to them, this is why I think this is funny, and see if they all agree as a group. Mm-hmm. That's hard. Actually, man. it's actually pretty. It's actually pretty mind blowing when you think it about is. it. it you is. know. And so that's why there's so many things that go into it, like how you look, how you talk, how you, you know, what type of jokes, when, you know, you know what I mean? And it's just like, you, you, you know, as you become a pro, you, you realize you could tell the tone of the room. You know, maybe you're watching the comic before you and the, the crowd's a little tight, you know, and then you, you might have to be like, well, let me ease into, the, you know, it, so it just depends. It's like it's very fluid. Gotcha. Right, right. So I, I had a question about like, so obviously the world we live in now is just big on buzzwords right so if you say something like you know cancel culture is big right now so for you and obviously your evolution of being in the game for over 20 years has that changed you a little bit yeah yeah yes it has but it's not for you know i'm not one of these people that's like how you're not gonna hear me harping on how people are sensitive Mm -hmm. um because i'm sensitive the things i talk about are because of my sensitivity Mm-hmm. My problem, my problem with sensitive people is that when they get weaponized, that's mm-hmm. the problem. Sensitivity is weaponized. And what I mean by that is just like, oh, you said something we don't like. And then, then there's like a group of people that are going to be like, let's attack that person for that. Right. You know, so that's where I have a problem. But being sensitive, it's like, no. And, and it, what it's done is 
it's made if you're a good comic if you want to be a good comic it's made you be more thoughtful about what you do and say that's all like 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 if i have a joke and i want to talk about women okay and now women are sensitive because of the me too movement and and women are tired of misogynistic whatever but i'm not i'm trying to make a valid point i feel that i have to find a way to make sure they don't feel attacked right and they that that they understand where I'm coming from and all that could be done in a well-constructed joke or performance. And so that's all it's done. It's just made comics have to be more thoughtful, you know, and then, uh, you know, and we'll see and then we'll see how where it goes from there. You know, I think we're going to the pendulum will swing back. I mean, I think we're super sensitive right now about some things that they shouldn't be. But that's right. because people don't understand context and right. nuance and, uh, you know, satire and irony and all these and all these things that go into what makes a joke and a performance, people just take like the words, the and then they turn that into a whole thing, <laughs> a whole thing. Yeah, now that's a good point because the thing is, like any joke, technically speaking, you know, someone could take it out of context if you just exactly. pull out a few words or yeah. you know what I'm saying. Whether it's about some weight, about race, women, men, whatever. Yeah. You could find, even, you can nitpick anything. <laughs> even if something is in a, in the way people do it now, like even if something is inappropriate, like for, for instance, my friend, Joe Rogan, mm-hmm. you know, he had on his podcast uh, uh, over a thousand episodes. He's had some incidents where he used the N word, but, and in, in context of whatever he was doing, it may or may not have been okay. Right. Right. Maybe mm-hmm. he was trying to be funny and it didn't hit right. But mm-hmm. when you take that and then you put it in a video of all of the montage of him saying it looks that, horrible, yeah, it looks bad. horrible, it looks right? Yeah. It looks horrible because but context matters right now. I don't excuse it in a sense of like, hey, maybe you just that ain't funny. Like it, you didn't, right. it wasn't funny. And so it didn't uh, age well. Right. You know what I'm right. saying? That's what happens. It's our jokes don't age well. And that goes for anything. Like, you know, it's like we, you know, there's a plenty of male comics who have jokes that they've said about women that it's probably when you look at it now are gonna be like, ooh, that ain't age well, huh? Yeah. But like, right. you know, but it's like context, I just say context matters. And you know, and we live in a world now where it's like, you know, you people get on the attack, then it's like then it turns into like, oh, this white guy's racist and and blah, blah, blah. And you just kind of go, ah, oh, hold on a second, let's uh let's take a beat. And uh, talk this through. That's right, the part. Right. That's the part that's missing. Yeah. Right. That's true. People are so quick to just immediately, you know, judge or call someone racist, call someone someone something, and you don't even know the person at all, right? You just you just yeah. taking like a moment, like you know. I, obviously, I I mean, I saw the Joe Rogan clip. It didn't look good at all. You know, what I'm saying like again, like, it don't look good. It don't look good at all. And again, <laughs> but it, but you know what? And it don't look good on purpose. Right, exactly, exactly. It was, it was, it that was, was the made. intention. It was made for that. Yeah, 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 yeah. Mission yeah. accomplished. You right, know what I'm right. saying? <laughs> and, and and again, I don't know Joe at all, but again, he, he came out, he made a video, and again, even with that, he still apologized in a minute. That right, yeah, he, right. he didn't he didn't need to say say maybe say the word. Maybe he didn't, you know, it it wasn't maybe he didn't need to say it, but the context, like you said, matters. Like if someone just pulls some shit out of stuff I've said years ago, or or my right. group chat, if we keep it real. That's a dangerous uh, yeah, uh, yeah. world you want to dive into. You know what I mean? You you pulling little bits and pieces of what people said. We've all done said some some stuff that could be very easily misconstrued. And so I just feel like, well, well, it's but dangerous. you know, and and on that point, 
you know, here's the thing, like, you know, it's like, like, you, like, well, this is an example we always use. It's like, you know, I say things to my friends, like, yeah, we all in some group chats that we say some stuff, right? You know what I mean? That, but here's the thing: once that stuff is released, you do have to answer for it. Yep. Like True. the excuse is not, well, I was just saying that to my friend, okay, but someone was hurt by it, right? Mm-hmm. I love, I still watch Speak for Yourself and Marcellus Wiley. I, I, I love. Acho and Wiley, how they do it, how they the discussions they get into. Yeah. But Wiley said something something real poignant one time, and it was there's two times you should apologize when you're wrong or when you hurt someone. Mm. And and that and that has nothing to do with intent, you know? It's like our intent in our group chat is for us to laugh because we think this is funny and sometimes we go too far because we know each other. Right. And all that right. kind of stuff. But once that's released, it's okay for the people you're talking about in that group chat to be like, yo, man, what, you know, like John Gruden, you know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> he's like, that was a private, those are private emails, you know? It's not right what he was saying, but it also like, hey, this was supposed to be between me and my boys. <laughs> right. You know what I mean? Right. But once they got out, it was like, well, you got to an answer for that because you ain't private no more. <laughs> it ain't private no more. So now I an- you answer for it. So that's when the stuff that's when it becomes up to that person to be like, you just have to own this. Right. Just own it. That's what Joe Rogan did. He owned it. Mm-hmm. And then we then we can move on. Yeah. I feel, it. I that's feel a good it. point. So now um transition. I know that was just that just got a little spicy, right? I like here. that. Hey, I, I it's love the Porsche it. though. We gotta keep it real. Hey, we're gonna hit everything <laughs> from, from sun up to sundown. We got I know EG it. on here. We got EG. Come on now. <laughs> <laughs> So hey, obviously, hey, hey. aka honey, <laughs> e nasty. Yeah. Oh, like a, a fifteen minute intro. I'm like, how many aka's do these motherfuckers have? <laughs> I had a couple more loaded up. I just didn't you know what I'm saying. <laughs> Better known as. <laughs> so, so with with social media being so big, especially with the pandemic, I feel like a lot of people. You know, obviously, when things closed down, they really resulted into the social media side of things. And one big yeah. thing way of comedy right now I've seen is the skits. Right. So you got everybody doing skits, everybody laughing and, you know, kind of getting their jokes off on the skit side. Has that taken away from like stand up comedy? Like people kind of. No, doing no, no, man. Nothing takes away from stand up comedy. That's that's a that's a whole different experience. OK. You know what I mean? Like you're not like like those skits help stand up comedy. Because gotcha. if you see somebody funny in a skit, you might be like, oh, he probably I, funny. Yeah. He funny. Let me go watch yeah. him. So nothing, right. nothing takes away from one or the other. You know, it's just like going to the movies, man. When you go to the movies, there's nothing to take. Like watching a movie at home ain't the same as watching it, it in a the movie. Theater. No, so, true, so, true. so it's never going to take away from it. You understand? Like yeah. I watch a movie on HBO Max and still go watch it in the movie theater. If <laughs> right, I really right. Like it. Get that feel. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. So just yeah. to get to like that movie experience. So it's the same thing with stand up. Live stand up comedy. It's not going. It can't be. It can't be stopped. Mm. I love it. I love it. I love it. Now, that's a good point though, because I'm always just curious about you know you have your stand up comedians, you have people who are maybe better in, in like films and shows. Then you right. have the new generation of people who are on social media. So that was, I thought it was just not an interesting point though, because I just always curious of what, what's the respect level between like the Instagram comedian oh, well, versus the well, 
Well, I'll say this, man. Maybe five, eight years ago, there was mm-hmm. no respect, you know? Yeah. Because yeah. it was like, oh, you just, uh, it's, okay, let me give you a better example. You know, um, models. We used yeah. to clown. We used to be like, oh, you an Instagram model. Yeah. Hey, they the only models. <laughs> they got that. Right. You know what I'm saying? The they the only yeah. ones making money. You understand? So it's like, it just it changes. Same thing with those all those uh, social media people. They make it way more money than most stand-up comedians. Trust me. Really? They're out there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They make it so much money. They, they, they have, they, 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 it's a new art form. And they're, and they're so, it's not like TV, film, live. Now right. it's TV, film, live performances, and online. That, that's all. It's a whole other category. And mm-hmm. they're making bank doing it. Should we expect uh, Eric Griffin to dive into the, the skit world a little more? I mean, you know talk- what? I, I'm, I'm trying. You know, it's oh, man. It's you can I, do you it. Know, you, you got the skill set. So, yeah. It's so tough to be like from an old school generation doing yeah. things a certain way. And then like these new kids come in with this stuff. But sometimes you feel like, you know, it's like what they want to watch may not be this. Mm. So if you want to see me, you want to see me come down to the comedy store. You know what I mean? You want to see me? Check my calendar. I'll be at a club in your city. That's how you see me. You know, so it's like, you know what I mean? I I, I try. You know, I I don't know. It's you like some of comics like myself need to break ourselves of this like feeling of like, this is how you're supposed to do it. You know what I mean? You have to do it this way. And it's like, it's a hard nut to crack to figure out what is my audience like? What do what funny thing do people want me to see? But sometimes people become a slave to that, you know, like they do some funny thing and then it blows up and now they have to do that all the time. Of it. Yeah. 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 You know, they, they got to be whatever the new character is. Hi, I'm mama, mama. You know what I mean? And then they have to be like, <laughs> now they got to be that, you know, oh, it's mama, mama and 7-Eleven. And everybody's like, oh, can't wait to see right, mama, right. mama, you know, so right. it's just it just depends. You know, it's like that. that's also like a. That's also a, a it has its um down has its pitfalls. God, yeah, that's a good I, re- I respect that though because you know, like you said, like I think it's a different arena for different people. You know what I'm saying? I think a lot of people yeah. see success in different areas, just like right. relating it to sports. So you can't just force your way into another area of comedy, and that may not be you know your your field, your field of play. Right, so right, what works and, with, and, and, you know, and podcasting is another thing that has really blown people up. I mean, there's some big comedian podcasters who mm-hmm. have built a huge audience now that are going out and making tons of money on the road now because of their podcasts, even though like on a grander scale, nobody knows who the hell these people are. But it don't yeah. matter because now they're reaching. All you need to do is reach 300 to 500,000 people yeah. and you can make a really good living. You understand what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, like, like wealthy. So. <laughs> That's what people are seeing now. Like the gatekeepers, they they're they're they've lost their control and power over the business because people are doing it themselves. Cut out that middleman. And speaking of Cut podcasts, I want to touch on Riffin with Griffin. He brought the mic down. I was just about to ask. I, I was just about to ask about that sound, man. Oh hey, my god, that's the singing mic. You know, that's why. I, that's what I call it. You know, hey, I love it. I was watching this that's last funny, episode, man. man, and I was in the intro just in here. You're going crazy. That's a uh, shout out. Shout out to Dopapod. It's a, a a dope funk band. They made that theme song for me. They just, you know, they just randomly like, yo, can we? You know, they did it. And I heard. It. I was like, oh, this is great. So. 
shout out to them. Oh, that's yes, fire, man. man. I that's love it, man. So kind of tell our fans, the porch fans, man, a little bit about riffing with Griffin. You know what I'm saying? Just kind of what can what can the fans expect as new listeners coming in to check you out? Well, it is what it is. You know, I like to like, it's, it's so fluid. It's so, I, it's ever changing. Sometimes I have guests and because of the pandemic, I stopped having guests. Mm-hmm. So then I went more solo. So the solo episodes, it's like, it's about, it's me. I hit topics that are going on in the world that I like to review movies and TV shows because people like when I talk about those things. And also though, if something big is going on, I might talk about that too. And I just give you my perspective. It's very nuanced. You know, mm-hmm. I say nuanced a lot because I like to look at things and in a nuanced way things aren't black and white you know there is a middle ground there's a discussion to be had and i have that on my podcast riffing with griffin i love Facts. it i love it so sticking sticking on that on that same um topic with your podcast i was able to listen to the last episode and one thing that you was talking about that stuck out to me was people who look at the comments so you were talking Ooh, about people who look at the yes. comments like people kind of who get over kind of overly like emotional or get down and then people who are like fuck it i'm gonna look at it and you know it is what it is so kind of explain to the world you know the trollers of the world and you know the people who have you know that's the thing man you got a lot of trolls i mean there's people that like love like getting under your skin they love like saying mean shit to you they love you know what i mean it's just it is what it is so it's two schools of thought so sometimes when I complain about this, I'm like, damn, these trolls. And somebody be like, man, don't read the comments. Right, right. And you go, then you just go, okay, so what you're saying to me is don't ever look at my social media. <laughs> right, right. So you're telling me I'm not allowed to enjoy my social media. Don't so make sense. It don't make sense. So I am going to see the comments. They're tagging me. You right. know what I'm saying? So the notification come up and then you're just like, oh, this is a this is some messed up stuff. So then you end up like what I like to do, like on Instagram. I'll, if they're a follower and they're being a troll, I remove follower, hide story, restrict them. That's it. You know, some people say, yeah. "Why don't you block?" I don't. I don't like blocking people. You know what I mean? Because you block somebody, then it gives them even more. Because then they're, they're, they're yeah, yeah strange side of yeah. Oh look, yeah. I got to him. I right. blocked him. I'm like, nah. And it's like, no, nah, no. Nah, I just, I want you to still be able to put your nonsense out into the universe. Mm-hmm. I'm just never gonna see it. Right. That's all. Because I've, restri- I've restricted you. And when I see restrict, I just delete. You know, Absolutely. when I see like, you know, because I mean? you know how when you restrict somebody, it don't show you what the message says. Right. So I've yeah. trained uh-huh. myself to just delete it. Yep. yep. You ain't got to worry about it, man. I ain't got to worry about it. So it's gone. And they can't be on your page anymore. They can't, you know, so you're just like, eh, I'm done with it. But like, that's what I'm saying. So you have to decide who you are. You have to have a thick skin. You got to be like, there's going to be a lot of negativity when you do something like this. What you guys are doing, it's going to be a lot of people that are going to hit you up and be like, they disagree yep. with you. Yep. And the average person doesn't know how to disagree with um, respect. respect. They don't. <clears throat> they don't know how to disagree with respect. They only disagree with things like, Darnell's an idiot. What kind of idiot take was that? That's how they talk. That's with his dumb idiot. ass. Yeah. yeah you're so uh-huh. stupid by saying that as opposed to just being like, oh, so you disagree with me? So you don't want to have a discourse? You don't want to have like right. a. You know what I mean? Because I don't mind being in the comments with you. Right. You know what I mean? You, know you want to go back and forth and we have like a, you know, a, a, a civil back and forth, but it's never that. It's got to just be, are you stupid for, you know, or some kind of like, or then they attack you personally. You yeah. know what I mean? People they just think it, it, they it's attack you. Right. It's like, it's, it's my way or the highway. If you say right. anything that's different than that, you're just a dumbass. You're stupid. It's like, come on, man. Like, I know it, it's more than one way to look at, to look at anything. And you got to have yeah. the right mindset to be able to disagree and, and have discourse and, and that'd be okay. Like, 
I'm just me and Bolo. We might disagree on stuff, but I still can show love to one another and show respect. Right, right, right. right. And at the right. end of it, you throw it away. You're just like, all right, cool. Let's move on with our thing. Move but, on. you know, it's like agree to disagree is like a thing that just people just do not have anymore. Hey, man, what's more important than peace of mind? Nothing. And that's what NordVPN is here for, to give you peace of mind while you're online. And with all the threats that hit you, hit you in the face today on the Internet, it's more important now than ever before to be sure that you have the best VPN that you can get. NordVPN is the world's best VPN service, offering the fastest connectivity, most servers, and next-gen encryption to make sure that everything you do online stays secure. Plus, you can use NordVPN on all your computers and devices, no matter the operating system. It don't even matter. With NordVPN's unlimited bandwidth, you never have to worry about a slow connection. You ain't got to worry about none of that. And plans start at under $4 per month. So you can't say you ain't got no money. You can't say $4. Everybody got $4 and they bought it right now. So grab your exclusive NordVPN deal by going to NordVPN.com slash believe. Or use the code believe. That's B-L-E-A-V. To get up to 70% off, that's right, 70% off your NordVPN plan plus one additional month for free. It's also risk-free with Nord's 30-day money-back guarantee. Come on, man. NordVPN. Now back to the show. But I think, too, though, the thing that ticks me off is that it's more than just that. It's like like I said earlier, people don't want to talk about context, nuance. They don't mm-hmm. want to talk about like, is there irony in what you're saying? Is there, you know, they just, they, they hear words, they have their own thought and then boom. Now they, now they, now then, it, then a judgment comes. Right. Mm-hmm. And a yeah. judgment is usually like your, you know, the judgment about your appearance, the judgment is about your take so that your intelligence, your, ju- you know, that's what the judgment comes as opposed to being like, whoa. So now you've made it so we can't talk at all. Yeah. 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 That kind of reminds me of like, y'all know back in the day, like you get into it with your girl that she sent you like 70 like pages of a, a text message and you take one thing and you'd be like, so you just trying to disrespect me? And <laughs> like, damn, like you just took this the whole, I, I just said all that and you just picked out one thing. Yeah. The one thing yeah. that stands out. And that's it's another that. point too yeah, that I'm time. thinking about. Like you might have, Eric might have a thousand of positive comments and then it's that right. one comment where they're talking, talking bad. It just stands out. And it's like, it's, it's yeah, just human know, nature for some reason. I don't know why I know. And it's the worst part of human nature, but it is what it is, you know? Cause I mean, comedians do that too. Like you're on stage and like it's 300 people in the crowd. Mm-hmm. It seems like 295 of them are enjoying the shit out of your show, mm-hmm. but you can see those five that aren't, Yeah, you know? And you're just like, why isn't that dude laughing over there? <laughs> You and know I know your I mean? podcast, you actually mentioned there were like two guys who were like oh, yeah, drunk was, as hell or something, yeah. clowning. Yeah, and- I was just yeah, I was just in um Calgary and these three guys in the front row just acting up. And uh, what pissed me off is they didn't own it. You mm. know? Right. I said, like, y'all talking. They were like, We're not talking. We didn't say anything. And I was like, Oh, come on, man. We all, you know what I mean? Like when you keep it real, that, right? Keep it 100. Like if he would have just said, My bad. Yeah, you know, we just we we had a little bit to drink, you know. I, we we could have settled it, right, right. Mm-hmm. You know, but when it's just you know the ego gets in the way, and then boom, that's got to be tough being on stage, man. You trying to be professional, do your thing. You got these 
five knuckleheads just laughing, talking. We're not laughing, talking, and disrupting the show. But it's like, yeah, damn, that's what like, happens? Yeah, man. I don't know how y'all comedians do it, man. I would have damn yeah. near have to threw the mic down and threw the gloves on. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, I don't. <laughs> and, then, and, and then you know, and you know what's strange about like how we uh, perceive that? Yeah, is now you're wrong. You right. know what's crazy? You know what's the craziest thing to me is like someone will say, "Hey, man, they're trying to push your buttons." Well, then I'm giving them what they looking for. Right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> why am I? Why am I the, 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 the target? I'm in the wrong. It's you know always it's mean? always the second person. Always the person yeah, responded yeah, yeah. to always the BS. Yeah. yeah. So that's and this is a sucky thing, but it is what it is. Taking the high road and all that kind of stuff. So yeah. Hey, real quick, but before you jump into, into your next question, Bolo, just came to mind. Has there ever been a time where uh, like a fan tried to like fight you because of a joke you said? Ooh. Yeah, yeah, I've had that happen. You know, I've I've told this story before, and even other podcasts. I, I had a guy r- attack me, rush the stage at the uh-huh. at the comedy store, and uh, yeah, you know, it was like crazy. You know, the guy threw he, he threw a chair at me. You know what I mean? So then I had to block that, and then I just went into a black. Zone. I went into the red zone. I threw the chair back, and then you know, so, you know, I fucking punched him in the face. You know, and, and um, it, that was the first time I realized I couldn't fight. Because, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I punched him and then, like, nothing happened, you know? And I was like, he's supposed to fly back. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> Ate it, huh? I was like, you know, I was like, oh, shit, you know? So I, I know now that I should have, like, used my body, like, you know what I'm saying? Kind of throw, <laughs> it, throw it into him. him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've been doing boxing. I know now. Like, go back in that situation. I would have knocked him out. He like, try me again. <laughs> try me try in 2022. I know. Try <laughs> these hands in 2-2. Two, two. <laughs> <You know? laughs> so, yeah, but that it does happen, you know. But some, but most people are cowards in terms of that. Most people don't want to do that. You know, yeah, even yeah. when people start talking, it's just their ego. Their ego gets in the way, and they just kind of like now they're embarrassed. They're embarrassed too. And mm-hmm. then as a comic, sometimes we do that, you know. And sometimes we gotta be careful as a comic because it's just like if you're a fighter. If you're, yeah. let's say, you're like a jujitsu expert and you're in a bar, mm-hmm. you can't be fighting. Yeah, you can't be fighting. <laughs> but you know what? I'm a jujitsu expert with my mouth. Mm. So, so sometimes I I do have to know, like you know, I, I can kill this person. You know what I mean? But yeah. you know. But you, I'm so mad. My show is being disrupted that you sometimes you go there. Yeah. Like like, like when that like when that guy rushed the stage, I got yeah. what I wanted. That's mm. my point. Right. Yeah, right. Right. Because right. sure. right. I got him. I got him. His feelings. You touched, so yeah. You much. touched it. You touched I a specific touched nerve. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Get him up out that, of that seat. He, that, that he lost himself. That he's gonna go to jail attacking me like that. So mm. that's all me too. So I was yep. responsible for that also. Yeah, mm-hmm. but not for sure. Hey, one bar he just said, I'm about to say it to my wife later on the night. He said, Jiu-Jitsu with his mouth. I'm gonna tell, I'm gonna tell wifey that tonight. She gonna she gonna like that. Okay, he got jujitsu with his mouth. We don't know. We don't want to we don't want to hear about your sex life right no, now. Okay? For real. That's <laughs> like, mine, bro. I didn't say that. I said jujitsu you took it there. I didn't I didn't say specifics. <laughs> yeah, okay, here we go. This is right, exactly. <laughs> we know where you're going. <laughs> yeah. I'm talking about the kitchen, my fault. <laughs> Jump in, Bobo. Yes. Uh so Eric, best moment of comedy. Obviously, you've done cartoons, you've done movies, you've done stand-up, probably got a lot of lot to pull from, but if you can name one, what would that be? It was doing workaholics. You know, workaholics mm-hmm. was the one that was that was the main because that was my first big break. Mm-hmm. And you know, people still know me today for from that. So you know, it just, it's always going to be a, have a special place. Hell yeah. So, legendary show right there, man. Legendary. So, so, and, and going to, back to stand up comedy 
and obviously getting that guy going crazy. Was that like the toughest crowd you you've experienced or have you experienced mm. some crazy crowds? Oh, I've had, I've had a lot of like really terrible shows, like in terms of like whatever the circumstances are. One time I was in Colorado, I was in, I was doing a show in Colorado, a small t- town in Colorado. And the club owner asked me to come. He said, Hey, we have a private party going on and there's a ventriloquist. Can you come do a little time before the ventriloquist? And I was like, okay. So when I get there, the average age of the people in the crowd are like, is like 75. It was like an oh. old crowd and they're doing bingo. Okay. They're doing like a raffle. I'm sorry. They're doing like, here's the people that are going to win the prizes. Right. Right. And they had the mic hot because people were, so the person standing with the mic, like maybe far away and they're going, they're reading the numbers and mm-hmm. it's hot in the mic. Yeah. So then when she finished, he goes, okay, well, the co- a comic's here, Eric Griffin. So I grab the mic, and they don't turn the volume down, oh, you know? Man. And I'm like, what's up, y'all? And then it was so, all these old people were like, you're going to kill us, you know? <laughs> <laughs> so oh, my God. They hated every second of my performance, and mm. the club owners in the back just laughing his ass off the other comics in the back they're 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 dying because i'm because i'm just eating shit and everybody back there like so so then i got mad and i was like all right fuck this crowd you know so one guy this old dude this old dude he had like a vase in his hand and i was like oh is that your urn you know what i mean like i just was (laughs) (laughs) i just just lost my mind because it was like the worst so that's what i'm saying circumstances and all that kind of stuff you never know you some things are out of your control you know, and you just—it is what it is. Um, That's the, I can see you walking through. That's your cane. Fuck your cane. You just, just <laughs> yeah, mad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Off. <laughs> I was so uh, mad. Now that's a skit. If you ever do a skit, that's reliving that. That might be a funny Oof, ass that's skit. A, that's that's a funny. That's scene. the one. Keep that in the back pocket, man. Yep. <laughs> For sure. <laughs> now, before we go to the quick hitters, like I said, we, we definitely want to touch on one of the sports topics you had brought up during your podcast. So, oh, okay, here we hold go. Hold on, nah, this is a little it's some controversial now. Yeah, we got to uh, talk, Eric. You were talking about the Sixers and the Nets, you know, the, the whole trade. Obviously, James Harden is, is with the Sixers. First two games, him and Aunt, uh, Joel and B have looked flawless together. It looked um, great. It looked great. I we know. haven't seen the Nets together. Ben Simmons has yet to play. Obviously, KD's hurt. But, you know, we all think when they all get together, that could be a – just, just, like, just like we just like we thought last year too, right? We did, but okay. be real. Uh-huh. A big a, a big toe away from them getting getting past the Bucks. I think it was uh or, I think it was Steve Steve Nash coaching better, they would have won. That too, or yeah, injuries. True. There's a lot of stuff. I mean, the Nets are up too. Yeah, low, Ky- Ky- Kyrie injuries have lost him two championships. Exactly. exactly. That's, that's point. true. That's true. Yeah. So, so on, on to the bread and butter. Yeah, uh, get, get to talking it. about it. <laughs> Kevin Durant. Okay, obviously uh-huh. he, he hit some hardships um, on the injury side, and obviously I know you mentioned he's 33, getting towards yep. the back end uh, mm-hmm. of his career. But pound for pound, obviously not right now since he's not playing, but he's still top three in the league in my opinion. Number one. Yeah, uh, when, when he's on the court, he's one of the best, if not the best basketball player on the court. What's this key? What's the key phrase in that sentence? When or if or when? Yeah. <laughs> when he's on the court. True. And what so I'm you think he does this? What do you think? I honestly believe that Kevin, we, that his best days are behind him. Mm. That, that, that we've seen the best of him already. 
And that injury that no one has ever come back from 100% is showing its face now, and his body is just failing him. Like, he missed – he's already missed how many games this year? 20 games? Something like that, yeah. Yeah. I don't have the exact – He's missed 20 games this year. He missed like 20, 25 games last year. That's going to be him. That's going to be him. You know, I don't want it to be that. I hope next year he comes and plays all 82 or at least over 70, right? Mm-hmm. But it may, this may not be it. For, it may be that his body can't. This is a tough thing to play a professional sport. Right. Have to play yeah, two, true. three times a week, running 10, 20 miles a day mm-hmm. you know, on the court, up and down, up and down. It just, it just may be that Weird. his body, you know, has failed him. So just for clarity, I just want to make sure I'm understanding. When you say his best days are behind him, you're speaking purely on the fact that you believe injuries will continue to, to, yes, to yes, slow him yes. down. Not his yes, actual I, skill set per se. No, no. Yeah, I think that Got injuries you. are going to continue to slow him down. And then it's, it's just, it's just going to be bad luck all, all the time. You know, right. it's just going to be like you can't get the chemistry right because he's injured. You can't get to the, you know what I mean? It's going to be that kind of thing, you know? So, you know, hopefully like they were beating the shit out of the Bucks last year, man. It was easy. Yeah. yeah. And, yeah. And, you know, <laughs> beating the shit out of them, man. I was like, here we go. They're going to actually do this. Mm-hmm. Kyrie Irving goes down. Another guy who like just, at the you just pick a time to get the worst time to get hurt, he'll do it. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He'll be a three if he I talked about this on my podcast. He doesn't get hurt against the against the Warriors. That they win year. that championship. Okay. Oh yeah, no, no doubt. If they win that championship, I don't think the Warriors have the confidence and all that to be the team that they mm-hmm. were the next year. Mm-hmm. You know, and then you talk about the confidence the Cavs would have had going in. Who knows, man? And then we look in that LeBron in a completely different way. He might have rattled true. off two or three in Cleveland um, it, it, because of that. You know what I mean? So it's just I don't, I don't I don't know. I think that's a championship he lost there. I always look back at like I always like to think back at like like a good list of like the championships that could have been. But there was an injury. I think Shaq Shaq could have five if Wade didn't get hurt the first year they were together. He got hurt in the Eastern Conference final, and that was it for them. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, I think they would have went on and won the championship that year. You know, it was, there's so many of those those kinds of things, man. Magic got hurt against the Pistons, but then the next year Isaiah got hurt. So you don't even know what would have happened. But you know, it is what it is. But all I'm saying is. You know, I think a lot of factors played in last year with the Nets. I think Kevin Durant was tired. I think he played too many minutes. Mm -hmm. I think Steve Nash is a rookie coach and didn't have the cachet to be like, you coming out. Right. You coming out for like two minutes. Uh, so you could be fresh for this or that. I mean, what happened to like, 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 like Jeff Green, who was balling in the series before that? He was didn't yep. see no time. Like they, they, they could have done that, but they relied on these guys, and they just they, they didn't finish the deal, man. They didn't finish mm-hmm. the deal. So we are we could talk about that big toe or not and all that, but they, I don't even know if they should have even been in that position, you know. Right, so dude. it is what it is, man. I just feel like, and that's why I also said on my podcast, if I were the Nets, I'd trade Kevin Durant. <sighs> I would trade him. And I tell you why. I don't know about that, EG. I was rocking with you for a minute. Listen, just hear what I'm saying. I'm hearing it. I feel like they know. Okay. Mm -hmm. Like that's that's that medical staff is probably like, you know, can he get back? And just in case that he can't, you trade him while people think he's like, see how you guys, how reverent you talk about Kevin Durant? 
He's the best player even in the league. Guys, even though the guys missed 60 games in the last three years. But hold on, EG. You're talking as if the Achilles injury was last year. It was two years ago. And like you said, last year he was balling out. I know, but did they win? Come on, EG. But we just we just listed out the fact I that Kyrie know, got I, hurt and then Harden got hurt. Forget so about that. So, so, so he has value, right? Extreme value. Right. Best player in the league value. I know, but I feel like so we're gonna have to talk in a year when he's missed 35 games for the <laughs> whatever injury that's gonna come up because it's just he's 33. Or you Ben Simmons saying? comes back, he's feeling good mentally, and he's in, and KD comes back and, and, and then they win the ring and have a whole other conversation. Mean, you mean the all head case team? Oh, I love this team. <laughs> the, 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 the prima donna Nets team. I was about to man. say it's a lot going on on the this Nets. Come on, oh, man. If this New York changes the vaccine mandate for Kyrie, if Ben Simmons is right something. mentally, and if KD is healthy, the Nets are going to win it all. Yeah, and if I was 6'5", <laughs> yeah, bro. my poster would be on your wall. You know what I mean? Like, there's a lot of ifs in there. Again, yeah. I'm not anti-Kevin Durant at all. I yeah. think, I, you know, I, I, again, we could, you know, I don't, I don't like what he did. I, I was looking forward to seeing the Oklahoma City and Golden State Warriors battle it out for some few more years. Yeah. I mm-hmm. think we were, I think that they were up, see, just the thing people forget, they were up 3-1. They was. Yeah. They, they were was. up 3 1. And I want you to go look at the numbers. Like, pull up the stats of game five, six, and seven. Karen Durant was not good. <laughs> okay. It was like seven for 30 or something like that. It's those kind of yeah. numbers, man. He did the same thing in the championship against LeBron James the first time around. They were young, like, though. They were young. They were young. Whatever. All what right, I'm saying right. is, all I'm saying is, is like in big, huge moments, all right. Without having a super team. <laughs> what has he done? Ah, <laughs> ah damn. I knew that was done? happening. I knew that what, was happening. What's happening? Listen, all right, all right, but we're gonna go that route. What is what has LeBron done without listen? Anybody, let's throw listen. it as narrative. Everybody has had everyone who's won a championship has dinner had some version of a super team. Okay. Anybody. I, I, I totally understand that. But, like, there's levels. <laughs> I 73-win team. You know, do you know that, like, do you know that LeBron James, uh, his last, instead of going to Cleveland, he could have went to Golden State. <laughs> he could have. <laughs> well, he we have said then. Like, dude, there's something about the move that he made, even though he tried to build it within. He got two great players to come. It was a great player already there, and then he got Kevin Love to come. I get that. But we can look on the court and see exactly what he's done. Look, there's an argument that anybody can make now that LeBron James is the greatest player of all time. Yeah. Mm -hmm. The thing that I don't appreciate is people don't take into account how many times did you give yourself the opportunity to win the championship? That is an incredible stat. Yeah. This dude went to 10 finals, man. 10. I it. You know what I mean? I don't think Magic gets enough respect when you think about it. Magic went to nine finals. Mm-hmm, he went right. to nine finals. Won five of them. He's the greatest. Look, he's the greatest Laker ever. They can say all they want to say. Magic Johnson is the greatest Laker ever. He went to nine. Mm. Magic didn't say that. 
That ain't what Magic says. You know why he don't want to say that? Because he just being gracious, man. He being an executive now. But you, but you, you, you trust me. Listen. Behind closed doors, behind closed doors, you know Magic out there. Like you're y'all. biased because you, you a little know. older. You from LA. You grew up with Showtime. I get it. But keep it, keep it a bit, keep it one thousand. That's Kobe Bean. That's Kobe Bean. Favorite Come on now. fan of a fan right there. And I love I Magic. I'm not. I love, I'm a Lakers. I'm not from here. I'm not from LA. From Indy, but I love Kobe. I admit it. Which turned me into a Lakers fan since I was knee high to a grasshopper. Look at the tape. Look at the eye test. When you think about now, oh, we just eye, the eye test is like. So I see a lot of not not passing. I see that. I see like I see. I see Magic with his back to the basket, dribbling with one hand because he ain't got a handle. I see somebody who can't shoot. I don't want to diss Magic because I love Magic, but you're making me do it. You're making me do it. 45, 15, and 10 in the the championship, son. He's amazing. I'm not trying to diss Magic. I don't want to do that. I don't want to diss Magic. I'm just saying he's not better than Kobe. Like if we, we were picking, listen, if we were picking oh teams, my God. yes, of all Laker players of all time, and it was the three of us picking teams, and you had the first pick, right? So you'd take Kobe, uh, right? Hell yeah. I'd take Magic, and whoever I would get on the sixth pick, we would beat the shit out of you guys. Hell no. Who going to guard okay? Kobe? It don't matter because we would just be like, yeah, just guard everyone else because he going to take all the shots. Do you remember those uh, two <laughs> years when Shaq was traded? Remember them, did, non-play- yeah. remember them non-playoff days? Until they, had to get, until they had to get another dynamic big man in Paul Uh-oh, Gasol. Dude, yeah. Hold on. Paul Gasol is an all-star player, good player. But that's not act like Paul Gasol was Kareem oh, Abdul-Jabbar. You better go look at them numbers. You better Man, go look at them play. Magic you Johnson got the all-time leading numbers. NBA score, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, in his squad. Cut it out. Kareem <laughs> was 40 at those times, man. And it was still dropping. Come on, stop. He EG. wasn't dropping all-star numbers, man. Stop EG. It. Look, Magic had a great team. He had James Worthy, EG. Worthy, Scott. He had all those people, man. But he was the orchestrator of all that. And I, respect, I love Magic. I he love took a Magic. team with Vlade Divac <laughs> as the center to the championship. on my and coughing. He took, the, <laughs> he took a team to the championship against the Bulls, man, that didn't deserve to be there. Mm. But he still did it. Look, uh, Kobe Bryant's great. All I'm saying is... How many times did you get yourself to the championship? Seven. It counts for something. Seven. Nine times for Magic. And won five. They got the same amount of rings. Silly, man. How many times? Yeah, I understand. I understand what you're saying. But Magic, in all of his championships, he was arguably the best player on the team. Ooh. Listen, the only one, and I'll give you the very first ring. Only one. No, 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 no. The you better look at Shaq's, You better look at Shaq's numbers in the like. Like you take any any two guard in that era, any two guard starting two guard in that era could have played Pe- with Shaq, and they would have. Penny Hardaway couldn't get it done. Respectfully, what do you mean when he was a rookie and lost in the championship? Man, okay, yeah, that's, yeah, that's uh, tough. In the that's championship, tough, yeah. Shaq left. Like, they if, put that on Nick, Penny, bro. If, if Nick Anderson hits one of those free throws, they if, win. If that it was series. a fifth, we all be drunk. All I'm saying is that. the but first ring was clearly Shaq. No, it's not even Clearly. an argument. Okay, you want to look no, at these real. numbers. No, look it up. Look it up. I'm saying look at both their numbers. That's all I'm saying. Be- Shaq, look at both their numbers. Who, who, who was MVP of the, of the, of the finals for look three years? Look at all. Ago. I give it who, to you. That's cool. Who, who was MVP of the finals? Andre Iguodala was the MVP of the Golden State first ring. You tell me he better than Steph? Hell no. And I love yeah. Shaq. 
Shaq? He had a better. He obviously had a better series than Steph. If you want to talk about it, what, where Steph ranks in all time, we can get on that too. <laughs> he crowned today, bro. He about to make me throw up. Yeah, I look, 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 I, look, I just step out the way. Look, when now Kobe and, and, and Magic, that LA talk, I just step out the way. Look, all yeah, I'm, I'm saying is Kobe's a better athlete, better twelve-time all-time NBA defender. Uh, uh, both got five rings, so you can't say Magic won more than him. Kobe's a better well, scorer, I mean, a better shooter. Had to stop playing because Magic's he a better passer. HIV. Magic's a better yeah. passer, well, and I, I hear, but that's that's a part of it. Unfortunately, I don't, <laughs> I can't. Like you said, Kate, like that's just in the, it is what it is. Like I, it's on his resume. All I right. mean, come on, I'm man. Say, but hey, hey, it's not, it's not <laughs> out of pocket to say you acting like I'm talking about a scrub. No, no, they, it ain't they, out of pocket. There ain't no shame in saying Magic's the best Laker of but all time. You said it was so much like just, mm, like you just hey, knew oh, it. Oh, I'm so sorry. Oh, it, it's number two all time, an insult. <laughs> it's, no, it, it's saying number two all time. Is that, am I spitting on his grave? Say it with more, two? say it with more humbleness. Like, I believe Magic Johnson's probably the best Laker of all time. You said Magic Johnson is. The yeah, best Laker of all. I didn't like the confidence in your voice. He's he's clearly the greatest Laker. <laughs> well, of all time. A, man. He said he said without a doubt, without but a it's, doubt, it's without a doubt. Man. But let's take us to the quick hitters, man. I'm a, hey, LA, <laughs> I, hey, look, hey, LA, hey, LA's finest, LA's finest. <laughs> yeah. Hey, before we before we go ahead and transition, I'm gonna just say go Bulls. All right, I'm gonna just leave it at that. All oh, right, brother. Even Chicago, so he, he feeling <laughs> himself gonna, right gonna, now this year. We're gonna, we gonna leave it at that and transition. Um, as we head into to the end of the show, here we got a couple quick hitters. We're gonna hit you with. Um, just a couple, couple, uh, couple questions we'll ask you. Maybe one, one liner, give it to us, then we'll hit head okay. to the next one. So, um, the first one is: Would you rather? Okay, so check okay. this out. Would you rather be a pitcher and get the game-winning home run hit on you, or be a cornerback and get the game-winning touchdown on you? Ooh, that's deep. Ooh, I think the pitcher. I'd rather be the pitcher. Uh, the, the 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 touchdown is like that's that's an athletic prowess thing that you just got beat. Right. So right, you just right, you just right. got you just got outmanned. Pitching, there there's a there there's a, a a little bit of luck in it because you're talking about thirty percent is Hall of Fame, mm. which is why I think baseball is ridiculous. <laughs> Damn, I like that answer. I was never thinking that's like a methodical answer though. Like I was yeah. just that's that make a lot of sense though. Yeah, that's deep. That's deep. All right, we got another. Would you rather? Now, would you rather do? stand-up comedy for the rest of your life, just strictly stand-up comedy? Or would you uh-huh. rather do movies, comedy and movies for the rest of your life? You have to pick one. Ah, it's like, it's like gun to your head. It's tough. <laughs> oh, man, that's a tough one because I love both of them, but I would pick comedy. I would do stand-up comedy. Stand-up comedy? Ooh, yeah. okay. Uh, I, I, thought, I thought I was going to say movies. No, no, I'll <laughs> okay. do stand-up comedy. Got you, got you. All right, All right Eric, top five favorite comedians. Top five favorite comedians of all time. You see, for me, right? Yeah, for, for you. Mur- it would be Eddie Murphy. It would be Sinbad. Ooh. I loved like Sinbad. He just he was clean, mm-hmm. you know, and he still was like dynamically funny. Um, damn, that's tough, man. I have my my list because I don't oh, man, my list is like sometimes it's like people that I know, my friends. You yeah, know what I mean, oh, hey, go ahead, shout, shout them out. It's your list. It's your list. Hey, it's EG <laughs> list. <laughs> my, I love one of my buddies. His name is Dwayne Perkins. I just think okay. Dwayne is like super funny. I love watching him. Um, let's see. Um, I like more. George Carlin. 
George Carlin. Yep, yep. Yeah. How many is that? That's four. Yeah, one more. Yeah, one more. And I know it's like I know people like to say Richard Pryor, but like I wasn't partial to Richard Pryor it's when not, I was. Uh, right. it's it's fair, right. You know what I mean? And then I want to say Bill Cosby, but you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, oh man! <laughs> you know, but I would probably, but I would probably say like, because like if you count like comedic acting and stuff like that, even if it's not comedy, like yeah. uh, I would pick Lucille Ball. And mm. uh, and Melissa McCarthy, um, mm-hmm. like when I, I'll watch any Melissa McCarthy movie because that chick is funny. Like just, <laughs> funny she's just on the screen and she is funny. There's something mm. about her, you know. So comedic comedy acting and stand up, those are like those are like some of my top five, six, seven uh, people I like to watch. Got you. I love right. it. Uh, okay, I got one for you. Name one actor or actress who you haven't been in a movie or show with who you would love to, you know, play a role with and, and, and do a movie with? Um, You know, it would probably, this is weird, but I, like, I want to do a movie with like Tom Cruise, you know? Ooh, Mission you know Impossible? What, I mean? like, I, what we doing? Yeah, yeah. Like, I want to be, like, <laughs> be the new lab tech on Mission Impossible. You know what I'm <laughs> hey, I can see you doing, you got your you little coat on and I'll shit. Like, right. I got I to gotta drive. I'll be like, what are you doing, Ethan? You know what I mean? <laughs> As he's jumping out of plane and I'm driving a truck, you know, and I got my headpiece on with yep. my computer in front of me. Right, right. I've always said I've always said my dream job is to be a lab tech on like CSI pick a city. You know what I mean? Yeah, and then yeah. it's just like, you know, I'm not I'm not I'm only in the episode like 15 minutes, you know, because when the stars come in and they go, hey, what's up with that evidence? Right. And I'm like, well, uh, you know, and I get to tell them about the evidence. <laughs> yeah. Then I just so do fast and shit. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, my based on like, my research, the volume of the bro, I love <laughs> yeah. crime shows. I would love to see you in one of them. Bro. <laughs> yeah, you actually look to. like somebody you, you would be the perfect one. Let's put that energy out there, okay? Let's put that. Don't put it manifest. Out see what hands out, manifest Bolo. Hands that. out, Bolo. Put it out there. Manifest. And then we, we will that. manifest it. Manifest it. It's out there. And it's in the universe now. It's That's gonna good. happen. And all I say is, if if when you get that role, if there's a scene where they need a big, strong, buff, black, good-looking guy, hit me up. <laughs> you like? Mm. <laughs> <laughs> oh Yo. man, let's do let's do the last one, Bolo. Uh, I'll take so. Yep, go ahead. L.A. native. So I'm, I got this probably the hardest question I didn't ask you the whole show. Uh-huh. Roscoe's Chicken and Waffles or In-N-Out? Ooh. Oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, dude. What, what are you doing to me? Come on but now. Roscoe's. Ooh. Ooh. Obama yes. special? Yeah, no. Then, well, no, I like, the, I like a two-piece with one waffle because two okay. waffles is too much. But then, uh, so, um, now, now I gotta go to Roscoe. <laughs> I might go tonight. See, I don't get the waffle. I thought I, I substitute the waffle for fries, and I just launch everything with hot sauce. And, no, and you gotta have a waffle, man. Nope. They make it special. See, this is why. Yeah, this is people that like Kobe Bryant don't get Roscoe. Ah, <laughs> um, but tell us why. Give us a, a reason why you pick Roscoe's over any. Because in and out, you know, you, you get come on now. In and out, animal good, sauce, animal yeah, style. And, uh, yeah, but their French fries are lacking They're in shady. comparison to other places. Yeah. But Bro. when you go to, you know, Roscoe's, you got everything you need. They got good chicken. Those waffles mm-hmm. are good. You can get the potatoes. You can get the, like, you know, the sun, the sunshine drink. It's the just, sun, you know, sunset, that drink, that half and half. Yeah, the, the, the diabetes in the cup. You know what I mean? <laughs> like yeah, that tell one. me. Yeah, so... Yeah, Roscoe's. I haven't been in a while because I've been working out a lot. You know, I've been on, I got a rowing machine because I'm trying oh, yeah. to, like, 
That's yeah. let, let me see the yeah. muscles then. What you doing? Well, the muscles ain't there yet, but you know, Ooh, we, it's not there. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah. Slim, you know what I mean? I'm slimming down because I, you know, I, COVID, it was like I looked at the numbers. I was like, you know what? People with, people that are obese are getting it more, getting dying more, yeah. hit, getting hit harder. I mean, like, you know, so I was like, that's not going to be me. Yeah, you're looking good, though, EG. You're looking good. Keep right, it. Thank man. you very much. I yeah. appreciate it. Yes, sir. Absolutely. Well, here we go. Man, we do appreciate it as we wrap up the show. Eric, go ahead and let the let the porch know how they can connect with you, how we can stay in contact with you from Instagram to podcast, gamer tag, anything. Throw it out there. Let the porch know. Yeah, I'm Eric Griffin on most things. That's with a K, Eric Griffin. So you could just you could find me on Instagram, Twitter, Snapchat, all that stuff as Eric Griffin. And then I I stream daily on Twitch at Eric Griffin Gaming, and I put a lot of my videos up on YouTube, Eric Griffin Gaming. And then you can find my schedule on my website, EricGriffin.com. Coming to a city near you. We love there it. There it is. There we it is. It. Another good one, man. Make sure, hey, we on every streaming platform, man. Spotify. Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, wherever. If you ain't subscribed yet, hit the subscribe button right now. I'm your boy D-Nice, a.k.a. Big Smitty, a.k.a. Darnell. My man Bolo. You know what it is. Got my guy Eric in the building. We out. (laughs) On the porch, that was where it all began. Had to put it work every day we got it in. We chased all our dreams and now they can't believe it. We make it look easy. We achieving everything we need. Now we undefeated. If we link, no, it's only business. If we get to speak and leave them speechless. I did things for free, but now it costs to see me. When you see me, you ain't gotta greet me. Just don't plot to sneak me. I'ma see it. I'ma stop and watch you lose and get defeated. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.